management. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy. And teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Yes, I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. Are you ready to be under construction? Work be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today? Then you hit the right dial, then you stopped at the right place, and boy, will you be blessed today. And so today, we're talking about questioning. Today, I'm going to go to my roots. Now, see, I want to discuss characteristics of leadership. That is my forte. That is my expertise. For 30 years, I've conducted the most powerful leadership uh, training available. You go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. What our families, communities, businesses, what America and the world needs is more effective leadership. Matter of fact, the good book tells us to live and examine life. Scripture also tells us the importance of self-judgment. See, questions lead us to answers. And allow us the right to, to readjust, you know, because sometimes we get off course. And as effective leaders, we must question ourselves, question our motives, our location, our direction, our mission, our reason for being, why we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, get up the next day and do it again and again and again. And one of the traits of effective leadership is the ability to ask the right questions to get the right answer. See, the right question brings about the right answer. And so I want to start off by sharing a story with you. It's one of my favorite stories. She was six years old when I first met her on the beach near where I live. I drive to this beach a distance of about three or four miles. Whenever the world begins to close in on me, that's where you'll find me, at the beach. She was building a sandcastle or something and looked up. Oh, her eyes were as blue as the sea. Hello, she said. I answered with a nod, not really in the mood to bother with a small child. I'm building, she said. I see that. What is it? I asked, not really caring. Oh, I don't know. I just feel like the feel of sand. That sounds good, I thought, and slipped off my shoes. A sandpiper glided by. That's a joy, the child said. It's a what, I asked. It's a joy. My mama said sandpipers come to bring us joy. The bird went gliding down the beach as they both watched it. Goodbye, joy, I muttered to myself. Hello, pain, and turned to walk on. I was depressed. My life seemed completely out of balance. What's your name? She wouldn't give up. Robert, I answered. I'm Robert Peterson. Mine's Wendy. I'm six. Hi, Wendy. She giggled. You're funny, she said. In spite of my gloom, I laughed too and walked on. Her musical giggle followed me. Come again, Mr. P, she called. We'll have another happy day. The days and the weeks that followed belonged to others. A group of unruly Boy Scouts, PTA meetings, and an ailing mother. The sun was shining one morning as I took my hands out of the dishwater. 
I need a sandpiper, I said to myself, gathering up my coat. The ever-changing balm of the seashore awaited me. Ah, the breeze was chilly. But I strode along, wanting to recapture the serenity I so desperately needed. I had forgotten the child and was startled when she appeared. Hello, Mr. P, she said. Do you want to play? What did you have in mind, I asked, with a twinge of annoyance. I don't know. You say. How about charades, I asked sarcastically. Her tinkling laughter burst forth again. I don't know what that is. Well then, let's just walk, I said. Looking at her, I noticed the delicate fairness of her face. Where do you live, I asked. Over there, she pointed toward a row of summer cottages. Strange, I thought, in winter. Where do you go to school? Oh, I don't go to school. Mommy says we're on vacation. She chattered little girl talk as we strolled up the beach, but my mind was on other things. When I left for home, Wendy said it had been a happy day. Feeling surprisingly better, I smiled at her and agreed. Three weeks later, I rushed to the beach in a state of near panic. I was in no mood to even greet this little girl, Wendy. I thought I saw her mother on the porch, and I felt like demanding she keep her child at home. Look, if you don't mind, I said crossly when Wendy caught up with me, I'd rather be alone today. She seemed unusually pale and out of breath. Why, she asked. I turned to her and shouted, because my mother died, and thought, my God, why was I saying this to a little child? Oh, she said quietly, then this is a bad day. Yes, I said. And yesterday, and the day before, and oh, oh, just go away. Did it hurt, she inquired. Did what hurt? I was exasperated with her myself. When she died, she asked. Of course it hurt, I snapped. Misunderstand, wrapped up in myself, I strode off. I couldn't believe the audacity of this little girl. A month or so after that, when I next went to the beach, she wasn't there. Feeling guilty, ashamed, and admitting to myself I missed her, I went up to the cottage after my walk and knocked at the door. A drawn-looking young woman with honey-colored hair opened the door. Hello, I said. I'm Robert Peterson. I missed your little girl today and wondered where she was. Oh, yes, Mr. Peterson. Please come in. Wendy spoke of you so much. I'm afraid I allowed her to bother you. Please accept my apologies if she was a nuance. Please, please forgive me. No, not at all. She's a delightful child, I said, suddenly realizing that I meant what I just said. Wendy died last week, Mr. Peterson. She had leukemia. Maybe she didn't tell you. Struck dumb. I groped for a chair. I had to catch my breath. The mother went on. She loved this beach. So when she asked to come, we couldn't say no. She seemed so much happier here, so much better, and had a lot of what she called, quote, happy days. But the last few weeks, she declined rapidly. Her voice faltered. She left something for you. If only I can find it. Could you wait for a moment while I look for it? I stupidly nodded my mind racing for something to say to this lovely young woman about the loss of her child. 
She handed me a smeared envelope with Mr. P printed in bold, childish letters. Inside was a drawing in bright crayon hues, a yellow beach, a blue sea, and a brown bird. Underneath was carefully printed a sandpiper to bring you joy. Tears welled up my eyes and a heart that had almost forgotten how to love was wide open. I took Wendy's mother in my arms and I said, I'm so, so sorry. I muttered it over and over and we wept together. The precious little picture is now framed and hangs in my study. Six words, one for each year of her life, that speak to me of harmony, courage, and demanding love. A gift from a child with sea blue eyes and hair the color of sand, who taught me the gift of love. See, ladies and gentlemen, the price of hating other human beings is loving oneself less. Life is so complicated, the hustle and bustle of everyday traumas can make us lose focus about what is truly important and what is only a momentary setback or crisis. Today, tomorrow, we got to be sure to give our loved ones what they need. Robin Williams said it best, everyone you meet is fighting a battle you know nothing about. Be kind always. One smile to a stranger can change their life. One compliment can improve someone's day. Never forget the importance of spreading joy and kindness to this world in great, great need. I think the saddest people always work their hardest to make people happy. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to examine ourselves. We're going to question our hearts. And we'll be back in a few minutes. Between the stimulus and the response, there is a space, and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Viktor Frankl. In this unprecedented time of pandemics and confusion, our daily choices matter more, and they are more consequential. Times of challenge and opportunities require another set of eyes, a deeper understanding, a bigger picture, so we can live a life of purpose and passion like it matters. Mr. Black is excited to announce the release of his newest book, Way of the Warrior, a daily devotional, bringing hope and encouragement to be all that you were created to be. Each day, Mr. Black shares with you guidance from above that is educational, inspirational, and applicational. Access Mr. Black each day as he continues to help you raise your bar and become all you were created to be. Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional is now available in ebook and hardcover at likeitmatters.net. Regain and retain your power and your freedom. Order Way of the Warrior Daily Devotional and let God be your guide and Mr. Black your life caddy. Order today at likeitmatters.net. Limitless access to liberty and truth. Listen to Freedom 1570 with our free app, your smart speaker at freedom1570.com or with iHeart, TuneIn, and Radio.com. We live in the Twin Cities and defend liberty nationwide. Tell me why Relief Factor is so successful in lowering or eliminating pain. I'm often asked that question. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father and son founders of Relief Factor, tell me they believe our bodies were designed to heal. The doctors who formulated Relief Factor selected the four best ingredients, 100% drug-free ingredients that each help your body deal with inflammation. Order the three-week quick start now. Discount it to only nineteen ninety-five to see if it will work for you too. Call 800-500-8384. ReliefFactor.com. Join the Freedom Insider Club, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, The Cost of My Faith, How a Decision in My Cake Shop Took Me to the Supreme Court, by Jack Phillips. Register at freedom1570.com. 
This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you. Oh yeah, I am Mr. Black, and you are tuned to Like It Matters Radio, where we show up every single day to be under construction, to be a little bit better today than yesterday, a little bit better tomorrow than today. And today we're talking about questioning. You know, my roots are in leadership development. Uh, I own a company called uh, Like It Matters. That is a leadership training. I've been doing uh, transformational leadership training for about 30 years. Uh, if you go to likeitmatters.net, you can read about it. Uh, tomorrow, I'll be in a class here in Dallas-Fort Worth. I think our next class is in May. We have a class once a month. If you truly want to live your life like it matters, uh, then go to likeitmatters.net. I will show you how you work. I will give you the keys to your kingdom. I will give you the instruction manual to your human experience and allow you to function at a higher level. See, that's what leaders do. Leaders work to be better. They're under construction. They're into constant and never-ending improvement. And today I want to talk about a characteristic of a leader. You know, our families, our communities, our businesses, our, our country, America, boy, we are struggling. We are in absolute need of effective leadership. And what we got in Washington, D.C. is a group of people wanting to cr- keep a crisis going so that they get more and more power. There's terrible leadership in Washington, D.C. I can't believe uh, the White House uh, and our Senate and Congress, I mean, they're passing laws that are the antithesis of the name of the bill they pass. It's just stunning. And see, the good book, the Bible itself, tells us to live and examine life. We must question ourselves. Scripture also tells us the importance of self-judgment to question ourselves. So here's the key thing with questions. I learned this a long time ago. Leaders learn to ask the right questions. Because asking the right questions will bring about the right answers. And those questions bring us information because as we're going out there living our lives like they matter and we're in the now moment, sometimes we can get off. And so by asking these questions, it allows us to readjust, uh, to make sure we're in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing for the right reason. And as effective leaders, we must question ourselves on a regular basis, a daily basis, question our motives. Question where we're at. Question what we're doing, our direction, our mission, our reason for being. Again, why do we get up each day, do what we do, go home at night, go to bed, get up the next day, and do it again and again and again and again? And I want you to know, God feels this is very, very important. Oh, extremely important. 
I mean, whether you're talking about Old Testament or New Testament. You know, Psalmist says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Don't you hear? He said, God, question me. 1 Corinthians 11, 28-32 says, Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. See, God's saying that. That was Paul in the first letter to the Corinthians. And again, notice the second letter to the Corinthians. Examine yourselves <laughs> to see whether you're in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? Lamentations 340. There you go in the Old Testament. Let us test and examine our ways and return to the Lord. Boy, if that's not a, a message that's relevant to America today. Uh, Galatians, what uh, Martin Luther called the, uh, the independence of the gospel. Galatians is all about freedom, about independence. Galatians 6 three through 5 says, For if anyone thinks he is something, when he is nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor. For each will have to bear his own load. And again, I already read it once in a bigger part, but I love this text, 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one. If we judged ourselves properly, question ourselves, he's saying, we would not come under judgment. Why does all this matter? Because of one simple line in Hebrews 9, verse 27. And just as it is appointed for man to die once, and after that comes judgment. We got to realize if we're not going to question ourselves, others will. See, questions allow us to readjust. Questions allow, allow us to, to realize if we're on the right path or not, the right course or not. And so I want to give you some characteristics of effective leadership so you understand effective leadership is moving us in a good direction. Effective leadership is making us better today than yesterday. Effective leadership is working to be better on a regular basis. And what we got now, we got the first time in our, our history of our world that we're going to give to our kids a worse country than we have. That's just sad. Why? Because people aren't questioning things. People aren't questioning the racism in this country. Massive government-sponsored racism. Yeah, it's, America's fine with racism. Just as long as it's not black people who are being racist against. As long as they're doing the, the racism, it's okay. As long as white people are at the other end of it, that's fine. Racism is wrong. Like Martin Luther King said, darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Amen. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And just like those two are true, let me give you another one that Dr. King would absolutely without a doubt agree to. Racism cannot drive out racism. So characteristics of effective leadership. First of all, leaders have a vision and communicate it to their team. I mean, look, we got uh, uh, Joe Biden has no vision at all. There's no State of the Union address. His only vision is to maintain power and to put laws in place that forever keep the Republican Party non-existent. He said that. Who knows if there's going to be a Republican Party in four years? Joe Biden said this. So they're looking for one-party rule. 
And some of you are not willing to question that. And that's sad because you are taking us down a dark, dark hole. Leaders make decisions whether popular or not. Whether you like Trump or not, he didn't rule by poll. And now, boy, people change their mind every other day based on what the winds of the polls say. We learned during the election that polls aren't accurate. And yet, when elections aren't going on, people suck on the teat of polls. Doesn't make sense. But yet, we learn in elections that they're totally off. But now we go back to following the God of the polls, and that's what everybody thinks. It's a bunch of malarkey. Leaders are role models. Yeah, it's absolutely illogical. You're right, Spock. (laughs) Leaders are role models. They give people something to see. Remember, a picture's worth a thousand words. Quit telling people what you want from them. Show them. That's true leadership. Leaders have expectations of excellence. It's called the bar. You hear me say a lot, raise the bar. The bar is your expectations. And when you lower the bar for everybody else, it's lowered for you too. And that's what we've done in America. We've lowered the bar so low to where somehow Joe Biden got in the White House. And now I don't know uh, if he'll ever change. I think now the deep state's in charge and the few years we got left before some of us get rapturoed, uh, who knows? I'm the boss. Leaders stimulate. <laughs> I love it. Leaders stimulate an environment of creativity. See, we got to think outside the box, like you said. Think outside the box. You know, the only limits to our realization of tomorrow will be our doubts today, Eleanor Roosevelt said. Leaders take risks. They step outside the box. Nobody puts baby in a box, right? Don't let people put you in a box. Yet we live in a time where, man, if I was black, I would be so insulted by the Democratic Party, by the Progressive Party. Boy, the little box that the left puts black people in, that they're uneducated, that they want crime-infested neighborhoods, that they want to send their kids to broken inner-city schools, that they don't have ID, that they, they need protection because they can't take care of themselves. Man, you guys put black people in a little bitty box. If I was black, I'd be offended. There's no way I could be a Democrat if I was black and be insulted daily, every day. I Never pity myself. Yeah, I pity the fool. Leaders are growth and results oriented. They want to grow individually. They want to grow collectively. That's what it's about, constant and never-ending improvement. That's what God calls us to. Leaders are motivators. I love the word motivate because it has the base of M-O-T, moat. Right? What's your motive? What's the modus operandi? You got a nice car. What kind of motor's in that thing? Don't you get? Leaders move people. That's what motivate means. You move people. Leaders involve their team in the decision-making process. You know, I've heard a lot of people at high levels. I get to coach and counsel pastors and CEOs. And I hear this a lot. You know, Black, it's, it's, it's lonely at the top. It's lonely at the top. And I always say, well, why didn't you bring more people with you? How dare you get to the top in this world and not bring as many people with you as possible? Leaders involve their team in the decision-making process. Leaders focus on creative solutions. Leaders have a mission and a purpose for their air of responsibility. Leaders value their team members as their greatest asset. The greatest asset of any company is the hearts and minds of their people. Leaders are continuous improvement people. Leaders are all in, heart, body, and soul. Leaders have a sense of urgency. The time is now. They move quickly with a purpose. Quickly is an adjective. It means to move with purpose, a sense of urgency. Uh, It's synonymous with celerity and alacrity, cheerful readiness, promptness, willingness, liveliness, briskness, 
That's what leaders do. Leaders are binary. They can do more than one thing at a time. They can walk and chew gum at the same time if that's in their mission statement. And lastly, and this we're going to pick up after the break, leaders question themselves. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to go into some questions that all leaders have asked themselves. Existential questions, questions of clear vision. And so I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. And we'll be right back. I'm the boss. What idiot. What are you in charge? It's real complicated. It's incredibly complicated. What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received. You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to the images? You know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's a choice. 48 hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just 48 hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where 48 hours will change your life. I got into an accident on my way home from work one day, and my car was totaled. Hi, I'm Diana from Shoreview. So the rental that I was given was an Elantra. So I was like, I like this car. I want to go find an Elantra. I'm a first-time car shopper, and I had to do it all by myself because I don't have any family around. I was very scared walking into it because I always hear those cliches about car shopping. When I first walked through the doors at Invergrove Hyundai, they greeted me with a smile and they seemed like very genuinely kind people. I was surprised at how painless the process was. If you're looking for a great deal on a car and an excellent care team, I highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. Now get $3,000 Hyundai customer cash on select 2021 Tucson models when you finance with Hyundai. Every new Hyundai comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. InvergroveHyundai.com. This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. Many more people need to receive the benefits of Leadership Awakening. Mental health in our communities is a real issue. We recently received our 501c3 nonprofit status with the emphasis of creating and delivering, taking back your power and your freedom to the least among us struggling with mental health issues. Please help us help others. You can save a marriage, save a business, or a life by supporting Like It Matters with your tax-deductible gifts. All gifts are needed, large, small, and everything in between. Please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
You know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yes. Who are you working for? I work for you. Who are you working for? I work for you. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in. Oh, yeah. What condition my condition is in. That's what we're doing today on Like It Matters Radio. We're questioning ourselves. Leaders question themselves. The Bible tells us to question ourselves, to examine ourselves, to see if we're in the faith, to make sure that we're abiding in who we are and what we're supposed to be doing. And so today we're going to talk about some questions that all leaders should ask themselves. What? And the first thing I want to go into three questions of a clear vision. See, vision is the ability to see into the future, to connect dots. And I've always considered myself a man of vision. I have the ability to to see how things play out. That's one of my giftings, if you will. And so I've always had that ability. And so clear vision is the ability to see into the future and to see how things are connected how things work. And let's be honest, uh, I get really worried right now as I look in the future uh, because America is changing rapidly. America is rapidly changing. I mean, the values that we used to hold dear are no longer important. I'm going to tell you right now, and I think it was Billy Graham that said it years ago. He said uh, 60, I don't remember the figure, 60 or 70 percent. He said 60 or 70 percent of people in church are dead. Oh, yeah, they're there. But that's what Matthew seven thirteen through 15 says. You know, many will say, Lord, Lord. And I didn't, I couldn't figure out what that was. Now I see because we have an apostate church. I mean, how many people who supposedly uh, are Christians, identify as Christians, vote for a devilish party, the Democrats? I mean, look at this uh, Warnicky, this senator now uh, in Florida. Warnock, sorry, Warnock. Thank you. My producer's always there to fix me. Georgia. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'll just make stuff up. That's all. Warnock in Georgia. Just make it all up. Uh, luckily, I have John there. But uh, did you see his post? This guy's supposed to be a minister. This guy, I believe, pastored for decades the largest, and I hate this phrase, black church. There is no black church. There is no white church. God said it himself. There is no slave or free man. There's no Greek or Jew. There's not even man or woman. God says we are one church, one people. God says there's one race. That's it. But here's this guy preaching uh, some terrible stuff. He posted on Easter that Easter was not about Christ. Easter was not. I'm like, what? It's like Joe Biden and the Biden White House put off a, the day after Easter, which was so weird, Monday. Easter's over. They got the the bunny out there, the Easter bunny, with a mask on. By the way, where is PETA? How come PETA didn't complain? Why would you put a mask on a rabbit? You want to kill that poor thing? Right? Make it breathe in its waste? You shouldn't do that to an animal. You can't treat animals that way. You can treat humans that way. But you can't treat animals that way. But a day after Easter, Resurrection Sunday, I should say, he then has the thing talking about Easter. And in his discussion about Easter. Seven times, seven times, he wanted to get some fear going in you, coronavirus. He had to bring it up. But you know what was absent? Do you know what the cricket said? Not one time, not one time did he bring up the whole purpose of Easter, 
which was to celebrate the resurrected Christ. Yeah, crickets. That's what everybody heard. Never once brought up Jesus Christ. Never once brought the resurrection. It was all coronavirus and Easter bunny. Whoops. If that doesn't tell you this man's heart, then you're not willing to question yourself. And so we live in a country now where uh, it is cisgender is bad. I mean, I was, look at this. Marvel announces first gay Captain America. And again, I have no problem if someone's homosexual. What? So I believe this. This is what my Bible says. Your sin is between you and God. I don't need to get in the middle of you and your sin. My sin is between me and God. Because every single one of us is a sinner. We all fall short of the glory of God. So that's for you and God to deal with, just like my sin is for me and God to deal with. The only problem I have with the whole movement, the homosexual movement, that's what is a movement, LGBTQT, right? The movement is God says, do not call what I call sin okay. That's the problem. And we're all sinners. But last time I checked, I didn't see an adulterer's parade. Last time I checked, I didn't see a liar's parade. Last time I checked, I didn't see I'm proud to be a thief. So it's one thing to sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. It's another thing to make what God says is bad good and then make it acceptable and preferable. Preferable. Because that's the problem. See, it's now preferable. A teenager who stands for the oppressed and the forgotten. That's who the new gay Captain America is. Is to become the first LGBTQ plus character to take out take on the mantle of Captain America. Marvel Comics is celebrating the 80th anniversary of the U.S. hero with the launch of a new series, The United States of Captain America, in which the incumbent Steve Rogers will team up with former Captain Americas when his shield goes missing. The heroes will take a road trip across the U.S. to find the shield and will meet people from, quote, all walks of life. That means not a white person, unless there's something going on, not a Christian. not So just so you know, unless they're going to criticize them, people from, quote, all walks of life, and you know what that means, who have taken on the mantle of Captain America to defend their communities. Because that's what it is about defending your community, right? Aaron Fisher, a gay teenager, will be the first in the new limited series released in June. Marvel described Fisher, who will be the Captain America of the railways, as a fearless teen who stepped up to protect fellow runaways and the unhoused with his debut time to coincide with Pride Month. There's a whole month now about being proud of being gay. A whole month. It's Pride Month in the U.S. Isn't it incredible? And by, by the way, I was reading this thing. goes on to say here, where is it? Marvel reportedly had a, quote, no gays in the Marvel Universe policy in the 1980s. And the 1990s placed an adult-only label on any comments featuring prominent LGBTQ plus characters <gasps> in response to conservative protest. The publisher's first gay character, I didn't know all this, is North Star of the Canadian superhero team Alpha Flight, was planned as such by creator John Byrne in 1979, but his sexuality was not revealed on the page until 1992. Yes, it is true. North Star came out of the closet in 1992. But in recent years, I was, you're a little late, John. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> but in recent years, Marvel has moved to diversify its cast of superheroes. Ready for this? I didn't know all this. Hulkling and Wiccan of the Young Avengers were revealed to be dating in 2010. I assume those are both males. 
In 2012, Northstar finally married his longtime partner in Marvel's first same-sex wedding a decade after DC superheroes Apollo and Midnighter married in a 2002 issue of The Authority. And in 2015, Iceman, I used to love Iceman, one of the original X-Men's created by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby back in 1963, came out as gay. Now, why does all this matter? Because what we're wanting to do is make this choice, this thing, uh, okay. I love, used to love watching Modern Family. But I really, and I like the cast on there. And I like the couple that was gay and all that. But I could see what was happening. They were making it so normal, so preferred. And nowadays, uh, BLM is against cisgender. BLM is not for black men. BLM is against black men. They want to destroy the nuclear family. Uh, they want all cis- cisgender people pushed out. They want just homosexual relationships, LGBTQT. Remember, AOC even says, oh, well, I don't know what what the LGBTQT is going through because I'm cisgender. I'm so I'm, I really have no right to say anything. That's oh, just silly. So we need to get some clear vision. This is what worries me about where we're at in America. So there's three questions of clear vision. Number one, where am I now? Number two, where am I going? And number three, what will it take to get there and how long? See, these are the three questions. If you want to establish a a clear vision for moving forward, you must do all three of these questions. So the first question, where am I now? This is so important. A lot of people are living in denial. And no, denial is not a river in Egypt, but a lot of people in America today float down it. They float down denial. Where am I now? You know, I used to travel with a GPS that was separate from my car. Nowadays, all GPS units are in the cars. And so I'd take my Garmin, I'd go in the house, I'd type in the address, I knew exactly where I was going, I'd put in the zip code and then the four digits after it. And every once in a while, my Garmin would not give me instructions. You know why? Because the satellite could not locate me. See, if you don't know where your starting point is, then even if you have a clear destination, you can't get to there from here. I remember a story about a guy. He was a a traveling salesman. He's off in Nebraska in the cornfields. Been driving for hours looking for this little farmhouse uh, for a sales appointment. And he knows he missed it an hour ago. He's been driving in circles, driving around, and it all looks the same. He's lost. So he sees a farmer guy on the, near the road out there working his fields, and he pulls up, and he gets out of the car and goes over to the farmer and says, tells him his predicament and says, I need to get to this place here. I need some directions. And the farmer, looking at him, chewing on a long piece of hay, chewing his cud, looked him in the eyes and said, son, you can't get to there from here. Now, if you process that long enough, maybe during the break you'll laugh because you'll figure out what I'm talking about. You can get to anywhere from anywhere. But here's the problem. If you don't know what your starting point is, if you're not honest enough with yourself to question where am I, how am I doing, am I living up to who I'm supposed to be, am I doing the things today that need to be done today, am I preparing myself to be be ready for what tomorrow has, you got to know where you are now. And so today on Like It Matters Radio, we're asking ourselves some questions. And after the break, we'll continue with the three questions a leader must ask themselves to have clear vision. I am black, and I'll be back. I said I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Yeah, yeah. 
all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover. Zany sound effect. Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on Radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the Radio.com app. Think about it. Governor Tim Walz is forcing California's electric car mandates on our state. Mandates that will raise the price of all cars by forcing dealerships to sell a certain quota of electric vehicles. Think about it. Tim Walls wants to replace your F-150 with a Prius, even though it won't help the environment. Don't let Walls turn Minnesota into California. Visit NoCACars.com for more. Think About It is brought to you by Center of the American Experiment, Minnesota's think tank. Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My Three Quotes online. That's My Three Quotes. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. We're all mad. Where's that taking us? Well, don't you know it's a shame? Who to blame? So it's strange. Great God, I'm out of your things out of hand. We done laid them out of hand. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. If you miss any of this radio show, how dare you? What were you thinking? Well, don't you plan your days? Don't you know that every Monday through Friday that you're supposed to be here because that's where we are? And then you get to benefit from that. See, I'm questioning you. And that's what we're talking about today. A good leader, an effective leader is one that questions themselves. I mean, the Bible is full of this instruction, right? The psalmist said, search me, O God, and know my heart. 
try me and know my thoughts. Don't you hear what God's saying? God's saying, hey, I'm going to question you. Remember the book of Job? If you don't know, the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. It was written before anything else was written, the book of Job. And remember how it starts off? With God questioning the devil. Have you considered my servant Job? Now, what you don't know is all the conversation before it. Without a doubt, the devil was in the throne room of God accusing brethren, talk, trash-talking people about how nobody loves God and they all just like him because he gives them stuff. And then he says, the question being for the devil, have you considered my servant Job? And what God was saying, listen carefully, was that I believe in Job. You know what? Some of you might not believe in God. But I'm going to tell you something. Your creator believes in you. I'll never forget, I was in D.C. I was doing some work with a, a, a CBN, I think it was, and I was doing their fingerprints. I could capture your fingerprints and just uh, from your fingerprints give you a 37-page printout of your, of your brain. And so I was working with the, the crew there at CBN and taking the brains, and I saw a guy, and he was fairly dressed. He wasn't didn't look like a bum, but he... he you know, he had shorts on and they were all clean, all that. And he was digging the trash. And so I always walk in the spirit. So I hear in my head, uh, give him some money. And I opened my wallet and said, uh, all I had was 20s on me. And I heard in my head, give it to him. So I walked up to him and I put, held the 20 out and he stuck his hand out. I said, God bless you. And he looked at me, took my 20, first took the 20. And then he said this, first he took my 20, just hear this. He said, well, I don't believe in God. And it was after he took my 20. And again, in the spirit, never had a plan, never had said it before. Here's what I said. Well, that's okay, because God believes in you. And I just pivoted, turned and walked away. And I probably walked, my wife was probably a block down the road. And so I just went up a block. I'm in downtown you know, area. I think it's uh, the, um, New York, I think it was. And uh, I looked back, and that man had never moved. He was in the same spot that he was in, looking still in my direction as when I pivoted and walked away from him after telling him, that's okay, because God believes in you. See, ladies and gentlemen, we're supposed to examine ourselves. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. This is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. And this last piece... 1131. But if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged. What he's talking about is when you take in the communion. We're supposed to be a moment of reflection when we take the communion. We're supposed to question ourselves. Where are we at? Right? Now, the second letter he sent to Corinthians said something similar. Examine yourselves, Corinthians, to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourself, that Jesus Christ is in you, unless indeed you fail to meet the test? And why does all this matter? Because of Hebrews 9.27, I say it all the time, because we got to remind ourselves, it is appointed for man to die one time, and after that, then comes judgment. But remember, at the end of 1 Corinthians 11, Paul said very clearly, who got this straight from Jesus' mouth, but if we judge ourselves truly, we would not be judged And so before the break, we started with the three questions of clear vision. All leaders need a vision. Without a vision, you're you're a a boat without a rudder. You're not going anywhere. You're just you might look pretty, you might be having fun, 
uh, but eventually your time's going to come, right? So the first question, I've already covered it, where am I now? So if you missed any of this radio show, go to likeitmattersradio.com. And by the way, be on the lookout for a brand new podcast. We're going to be starting our brand new podcast starting next week, and it's called Living Life Like It Matters. Living Life Like It Matters. So make sure you check it out, subscribe to it, uh, because that's what I'm here for, is to help you question yourself, come up with the answers that allow you to maximize the potentials you were created with. So once you've considered where are you now, the second question you must consider, where are you going? Where are you going? And by the way, not just to think about it, I'm going to ask you to project yourself into that future. Because let's be honest, unless we're being raptured, remember Paul said some will not die, and there are many people alive today, I'll put my life on it, there are millions of people alive today that will not die. There's no doubt in my mind at all. I'll put my life on it, not my salvation. Because the rapturo is coming. Things are getting dark. I don't know if we see a 2024 election. Or some of you will. Uh, I don't think I'll be here. And not because I died. Nope. I just translated. That's all it is. So we're all going six feet under. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. Except if we're going to be raptured, it's a difference. But why does it matter? Because you've got to make it real. See, when you change your position, you change your perspective. Such a key understanding as a leader. And so it's easy as you, you sit in your 20-year-old body or your 30-year-old body or your 40-year-old body or your 50-year-old body. It's easy to sit here and think that everything will continue on and go on as before. But, you know, when you take a look at your life from the grave, from the coffin, boy, that sure does change your perspective. Why do you think with these big traumas hit September 11th, uh, this COVID thing? Why do you think all of a sudden people want to now consider their life and all that? They're, wanting, they're feeling guilty. So we got to realize that we're all going somewhere. And I'm not talking about six foot under now. What's your mission? Where are you going? And if you're going to make it real, you've got to project yourself in the future. Remember three steps to being your dreams? Want it, create it, live it. And create it is the second part. It's about beginning with the end in mind projecting yourself in the future and then asking yourself this simple question, what does it look like? What does it sound like? What does it feel like? Why do I ask those questions? Because those are things that we codify as real. I mean, think about this. Would you give your life for a lie? That's a fair question. Would you give your life for a lie? And you know the answer, no. And let's be honest, most of us wouldn't give it for the truth. So, of course, you wouldn't give your life for a lie. If you think something's not real, how much are you going to do? I mean, how many hours do you spend every March, April looking for the Easter bunny? How many hours do you spend in the month of December every year looking for Santa Claus? I hope there's no kids listening. (laughs) How many times have you been out hunting where you're looking for a jackalope? Or a unicorn. Yeah, because you know they're not real, right, Spock? That's logical. You know they're not real. So you're not going to waste your valuable time. Well, you know what? The same thing with our goals. The same thing with our outcomes. If we don't believe they're real, and what makes something real? Things that we can see. Things that we can touch. Things that we can feel. Things that we can hear. Those make 
things real. And so when you focus on where you're going, go to the very end of your life. And here's a question for you. I'm going to give you the ultimate question. If you were to die, and I was to ask the person who knew you the best to give me five words to describe you, what would you want those five words to be? Those right there give you your core values. And you've got to ask yourself every day, what are you doing today to get yourself closer to those five values? So the second question is, where am I going? The first question is, where am I now? And the third question, what will it take to get there and how long? Now, in all three of those questions, we can have clear answers. But the one piece we do not know is how long. Because planes crash and people die. God already knows your last day, whether it's by coronavirus or a crocodile or a plane crash. God knew your last day before your first day. So what are you worried about? So what's it going to take to get there? I'm going to tell you right now, heart, body, and soul, because that's everything you got. Because if I take away your heart and I take away your body and I take away your soul, what's left, leader? That's my point. Absolutely nothing. Keep the questioning going. Leaders question themselves. I am Mr. Black. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. Please answer yes or no, sir. Are you dealing with personal or business tax issues with the IRS? Does the thought of wage garnishments, bank levies, tax penalties, or having to engage with the IRS worry you? Owing taxes to the IRS or state can be stressful, and ignoring them can make your situation worse. At Federal Tax Law Group, we help individuals and businesses reduce debts and negotiate with the IRS Fresh Start Program. Our assistance can save you from drowning in taxes and may even keep you free of prosecution. With over two decades of experience, our tax professionals understand your needs and will customize a tax solution that's in your best interest. Call Federal Tax Law Group at 800-500-9172 for a free consultation to discuss resolving your tax problem. That's 800-500-9172. Again, 800-500-9172. Or visit us online at federaltaxlawgroup.com.